Yeah. What's your definition of success? I don't trust the thoughts that come inside my head. I don't trust this thing that beats inside my chest. Who I am and who I want to be cannot connect. Why? Don't think I deserve it, you get no respect. I just made a couple mils, they're not impressed. Let you down goes triple platinum, yeah, okay, okay, I guess. Smile for a moment, then these questions starting to fill my head, not again. I push away the people that I love the most. Why? I don't want to. I wouldn't really describe myself as a fan of rap music. And that's kind of a common thought process from guys from the Midwest. We tend to listen to hard rock or metal or hardcore or pop punk or anything in between. For a while, some of us really got into Eminem. And I think that's the same energy that eventually led me to listening to NF. Or maybe it was all the rap metal I listened to in the early 2000s that contributed to that just a, just a little tiny bit. The common complaint I hear from people who don't like rap is that the music doesn't quote-unquote go anywhere. And while I disagree, I totally understand why they feel that way. For a lot of folks, music is just about the music. And for me, it's always been about the words first and the music second. And with rap, it's mostly about the words and the way they flow. But in the case of NF, I would say that the music swells in a pretty satisfying way during those more emotional songs. And speaking of emotional, I first heard NF from a Facebook post. A friend of mine posted on their timeline a video of the song Therapy Session. And even though that didn't turn out to be my favorite song by NF, it definitely hit me on an emotional level. There's this wonderful feeling where somebody's speaking the truth in a way that you understand it. There's times where people could be speaking the truth, but it doesn't hit you the right way. But in the case of NF, it definitely hit me the right way. There's something about his aggressive approach, how he always seems like he's yelling at you. And maybe that's just on some subliminal level, the only kind of music that I actually hear half the time. So... You know, maybe that just means that I'm an old man and in order to be heard, you, you have to yell at me. Even though music is really just a one-way communication, you can definitely feel heard and feel like there's a mutual understanding on both sides. At least I'd like to think that. At that time, there were only three NF albums for me to check out after hearing that one song. There was Mansion, which was his debut album. There was another independent album before that, but I really haven't heard much of that, to be honest. Then there was Therapy Session, and then there was his big boy record, Perception. But I don't want to talk about any of those today. But stick around for a while. I'm, I'm sure I'll eventually get to those on future seasons of the podcast. But Mansion is especially good for a lot of early childhood reasons. During that time, I was in a weird transitionary period in my life. Yeah, what, what a huge surprise. And I'll talk about what led to this transition in my Hopes Fall Arbiter episode next season. It's going to be episode one. Spoilers. But let's just say I was jobless for several months. I listened to a lot of NF at that time because it was the only thing that talked about mental health issues the same way that I felt about them. Not overly positive, but also not so depressing that I actually felt worse after hearing it. There's a lot of depressing music out there that sort of just perpetuates itself over and over and over again and you never get any real solace or any real clarity from it like you feel heard 
So that's good, I guess. But I don't know. I always like for there to be a little bit of a feeling that the person who is putting out those emotions is in their own way trying to get through them. But also at this time, this was relatively modern for me. I had already been doing discography discussion for at least a year uh, whenever I first started listening to NF. And I was working several different jobs at that time, but all of them paid like next to nothing, significantly less than like what a real job would pay, whatever that means. I eventually landed a job installing garage doors, which is kind of out of left field, but that's just how life was back then. Anything I felt I could learn how to do, I would learn how to do. It was super physically demanding, and it was definitely really hard on me. But my mind stayed relatively unoccupied because I didn't really think about work at that time. When I wasn't doing garage doors, I was full swing doing discography discussion and brutally speaking. Every day I would wake up, do garage doors, go home, do a podcast, drink a bunch of beer, go to sleep, get bad sleep because I had sleep apnea really bad, wake up feeling worse than I did before I went to sleep, and I would just repeat that over and over again. I'm still not quite sure how I'm not dead after all of that, but here we are. Those albums really covered how I was feeling like in my past. But at that time, it wasn't a whole lot of content that was dealing with things that I was going through. But I appreciated the emotion and I appreciated the way NF sort of handled topics about abuse, uh, psychological abuse, physical abuse. You know, some of that stuff I related to, some of it I didn't. But I remember the day that the search dropped because it hit me really hard. I remember I was really, really tired. I had just finished installing a garage door and I needed to eat. So I sat down on this ice cold floor and ate a peanut butter sandwich that I had in a, in a little paper sack that I brought with me. And I get this notification that a new NF album is available to listen to. I pop it on and I hear this. Hey, Nate, how's life? I don't know. It's all right. I've been dealing with some things like every human being and really didn't sleep much last night. I'm sorry. That's fine. I just think I need a little me time. I just think I need a little free time. A little break from the shows and the bus rides. Yeah. Last year I had a breakdown. Thoughts telling me I'm lost, getting too loud. Had to see a therapist and I found out something funny's going on up in my house. Yeah, started thinking maybe I should move out. You know, pack my car, take a new route, clean up my yard. This album clocks in at a total of 20 tracks, which is like that might as well be a million songs, but trust me, pretty much all of them are good. I'm not going to talk about all of them on this episode, but I'm going to talk about the ones that, that I like the best. This was like the biggest NF release ever, and it was so dense and packed with content that it would take me probably three or more years to really sit down and unpack everything that's going on on this record. What attracted me to NF's music is the fact that Nate is an interesting and relatable mix of insane outward ego and total self-depreciation and self-hatred. And I related to that for a few reasons. As I talked about in the Lorna Shore episode this season, this was a period of time where I was massively struggling financially. My inability to financially provide for my family and myself led me down a dark road of self-hatred and self-doubt. Now, this isn't new information, but at the same time, I was also hosting these two podcasts and on those podcasts, I had a lot of self-confidence and ego, 
And I think I'm going to start with talking about track six, which is called When I Grow Up. This song illustrates what it was like literally starting from ground zero and creating something out of nothing and working hard for a large portion of your life to find out what your niche is. There's no bigger rush than making something creatively for so long that nobody cares about. And then suddenly, one day, that scale starts tipping in your favor. And people actually do start to care about it. And it starts building up momentum. I don't think there's anything else in the world that replicates that feeling. I was living as the true embodiment of the music guy that I wanted to be since I bought that Incubus CD when I was in high school. I was living that dream on podcasts. I got to talk to people who were in my favorite bands. I got to discuss their records with them. It made it all so real for me in a way that I never imagined was possible. But like there always is, there was a problem. That was the sole source of my self-confidence at that time. Like I talked about before, I felt like total trash outside of doing podcasts. Like, my whole identity and self-worth became wrapped up in that. So, what is going to happen when the podcasts go wrong? Where's that confidence and ego then? Now, NF's ego and self-confidence comes from his music. His highly developed skills in rapping are what brings him his self-confidence. But he also has a very dark and intense past full of heartbreak, mental health issues, self-confidence issues, life-work balancing issues. His previous album, Perception, from 2017 was by far his most successful. And it's what rocketed him into the mainstream. I remember being totally shocked hearing NF songs on the radio. It kind of just blew my mind, but it also makes sense because Nate is a relatable guy. Even if the stuff that we relate to is the kind of stuff that we don't really want our friends and families to see. The feelings that he expresses on this album are so eerily similar and familiar to me that there does come a point where I actually am low-key worried that he's like spying on me or something. Much the same way that he wasn't satisfied with his success as a rapper, despite going mainstream seemingly overnight. I also was never totally satisfied with my success doing podcasts. No matter how good of an episode it was, and how much praise it got from other people, I was never happy because, well, obviously I had other issues that, that were bleeding into that side of my life. And the next song that pops into my brain when I listen to this album is the song Leave Me Alone. And in this song, Nate vents frustrations with dealing with industry people and people telling him what he needs to do or not do in order to continue to be successful. And he makes the point that he got where he was by doing things his way. And he wants these industry guys to literally shut up and leave him alone. No, really, he says it like a million times in, in the song. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, quiet, 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 quiet. Yeah, leave me alone. I hate when they debate 
if we're underrated. We're so overlooked that they're looking over our numbers, Nathan. We don't do enough interviews or go out in public lately. We don't post enough on our socials to keep the buzz from fading. Let it fade, yeah, let it fade. Once it's decimated, then you drop a song out of nowhere and all the fans embrace it. And the buzz will surface again as part of my operation. I don't need advice from my doubts right now. End of conversation. Shut your mouth, yeah, shut your mouth. Better tone it down, close it now. If you make And over sound, in my camp on the podcast side of things, I was still trying to make sense of the dynamics of the podcast being relatively unknown for over a year at least. And then all of a sudden we start getting emails and DMs and they're flooding in from every direction as the show continued to gain traction. And it was at this point that all of the unsolicited advice started pouring in from all sides. A lot of it came from other podcasters, family members, friends, co-workers, just anybody that wanted to tell you that you should be doing something different. And they were all like trying to help me by telling me what I should or shouldn't do. You know, stuff like you guys should stop doing negative album reviews. You guys should do more interviews. You guys need to have more popular guests on the podcast. You guys need to talk about more popular and well-known bands. You guys should branch away from just doing metal. You guys need to hand out business cards at concerts. You guys need to print t-shirts. You guys need to print stickers. You need to run ads. You need to monetize. You guys should do this. You guys should do that. And just blah, blah, blah. And it just turned into noise after a while. And then at the end of the day, I was divided because I wanted the show to be successful. But I also didn't want it to lose its premise. Like, it still needed to be a podcast where me and my friends... We're just talking about music that we liked. And much in the same way, Nate was just wanting to make music where he could talk about his feelings. But every single time you do something halfway successful, people start flocking around you and they try to force you to do it their way instead. Now, obviously, I wasn't on the same level of success as NF, so I'm not, I'm not trying to say that or make that comparison. But the feelings still ring true, no matter what level of notoriety you have. Situations change, but human behavior is a lot less likely to change. That's just my experience. And that was the battle that I had to fight. But the battle wasn't entirely with other people. A good portion of that battle was going to have to be with myself. And here's why. Let's fast forward 14 tracks in one year from how I felt with leave me alone and we're going to focus in on the song options yeah we're skipping around a lot on this episode and this is a song about defining a mindset nate explains that in his mind he has no other options other than to keep doing what he's doing because at this point in his career it's not just about him but he has people that are actually depending on him he has this whole fan base he's trying to start a family and his only option is to make it or make it. Literally, those are the only choices that he has. And I had a lot of stress at that time in my life, too. By this point, the podcasts had become my number one priority. Because as soon as we started making any money doing it, I got this stupid idea in my head that I could potentially do this for a living full time. Like, I actually believed that. That, like, at some point, I'd be able to do it full time. And it stopped being about doing the shows just because I enjoyed doing them and I wanted to do them. I felt like I had to do them. And so I was in full-on hustle mode week after week after week. 
anytime I started feeling miserable, I just told myself that it was all part of the grind and that it would all pay off in the end. And in certain cases, that isn't necessarily a bad mindset to have. There's nothing inherently wrong with working hard to accomplish a goal. But this song fueled me in kind of a negative way because anytime I wanted to give up or I wanted to take a break, I would listen to the song and be like, no, dude, it's all part of the grind. It's all part of the grind. You can do this. You can get through. It's going to pay off in the end. You've got to make it or make it, right? But this was just kind of an acknowledgement of how I felt about what I was doing. It wasn't just with podcasts, though. I tried applying the same mindset to my daily job as well. And that sort of worked. I, eventually, I left the garage door job, and I got back into the biomedical field. And I was making a little bit more money than I was before. So in that regard, it seemed like hustling and grinding was actually working. And I felt like things were looking up. But at the same time, I had this other dream that I wanted to work towards. And I was willing to do anything I could to make that a reality. The big problem with me having that mindset is that I was not in a physically or mentally healthy enough state to be able to tackle that dream in a healthier, safe way. So I just kept pushing myself day in and day out and ignored how much I was drinking, what I was eating, how much sleep I was getting, how much time I spent with my wife and kids. I just kept adding more and more to my plate, live streams, live podcasts, banking podcast episodes to get ahead, Patreon episodes, just killing myself, like just waiting for it to break, seeing what the next thing I had to do was that would really make the podcast break through. And it's interesting how you can justify any behavior under the mindset that you're doing it for your family. Now, I think the show Breaking Bad explains that a little bit better than I can. And one of the biggest issues was one that had been with me a long time. See, there was a silent knife in my back that I never noticed was there because I was so distracted with everything else that was going on. I had no idea at that time that it was the one thing that I had to remove in order to start truly getting healthy again. Losing everything I work for likes to weigh on my conscience. That's why I black out the comments. Who's next? Who's next? I don't know. I ain't been watching. Closing my ear to the gossip. I got to make it and make it, man. These are the options. <laughs> no forfeit. My course different. Change flows and I'm bored with it. More living, never more driven. I avoid him and try to tell me I can never be to go to rap. I ignore limits. I was born with the short trip and thinking I'm slipping. I'm enjoying it. Look at me. I'm on a tour selling more tickets. Even if the fourth record didn't sell a copy, I'm do it like a hobby. I ain't quitting to the Lord. Tell me. I got to make it and make it. I got to make it and make it. Yeah. I gotta make it or make it, man. These are the options. These so let's jump options. over to track 10. Let me go. Have you ever had somebody in your life that you thought was your friend? Everybody knows what I mean. You know, like the kind of person that like you hang out with because you've always kind of hung out with them. And sometimes they'll say something horrible to you. And as soon as you act surprised, they turn around and they're like, I was just joking, bro. But like if, if your feelings are still hurt or you're still upset then they just like make fun of you even more because like you can't take a joke. I had a lot of friends like that growing up. Like that, that is kind of one of those things that should be a red flag that somebody who you think is your friend maybe doesn't have your best interest in mind. And it's usually pretty easy to tell if somebody's your friend by how honest they are with you or, or, you know, how sincere they are because sometimes the lines can get a little bit blurred because sometimes we're so desperate to have relationships and friendships with people 
that it's easier for us to just believe that somebody's being sincere. Because if you make a big stinking issue out of every time you're afraid they're not being sincere, then maybe it brings everything that you're doing to a grinding halt. You know, you don't have time to point out problems, so there is no problem. See, sometimes when you create something, there are people out there who are going to encourage you and tell you that they like what you're doing, but then they kind of get away from you and they get with some other people and then they kind of talk shit about you and what you did behind your back. So in that way, they can sort of save face with you, but also still enjoy a little bit of humor at your expense. I think that is what NF is talking about in this song. It seems like he's confronting somebody who he would rather not be confronting. Like it would be some kind of problem for him to have this confrontation. And the song is just filled with confusion and it still sort of raises the hair on my arms when I listen to it. Might blood or just leave it there inside of my lungs. I know, no, no, no. I should let you go. Hands are feeling cold. Just leave me alone. No, no, no. I just want control. I feel so exposed. Liars in my home. No, no, no. Please do not provoke. Noose around my soul. I cut down the rope. They don't want me happy. They don't want me fixed. They don't want me better. They just want me broke. Work, but never listen. At least I admit it. Block out all my vision. Watching me diminish. That's my favorite pastime. I know nothing different. Tell me something different. I don't see the difference. I just feel offended. I just feel the why don't you accept me? I just need acceptance. Time is of the essence. Don't like how we spend it. You just want perfection. I need you to let me. So you remember that feeling of everybody depending on me that I was talking about earlier? And that's why I pushed myself so hard that it caused me to be unhealthy. And remember when I said that people close to me had all these suggestions for what I was doing wrong? Well, what happens when those feelings are weaponized against you? See, there were people depending on what I was doing on the podcast. Their association with the podcast was completely dependent on my ability to deliver a product every week without fail. And it was so heartbreaking to realize that maybe these friends of mine were totally okay with me destroying myself because it benefited them. Like they got something out of it every time. Never stepped in and said, hey, man, you know, maybe you should take a break or I noticed that you're really stressed out. None of that. None of that. Let's just let's just get it done. Every problem that I had was just an obstacle for them to overcome. And they hoped that I would get over it so that we could get back to work. And I realized in that moment that I was actually alone in this. I'd always kind of felt alone in it. But I could never articulate why it felt that way. People who were supposed to be my friends didn't have my best interest in mind after all. And I, when I realized that was the case, then I knew I had to do the thing that I didn't want to do. I had to start making big changes in my life because nobody was going to help me. I was going to have to do it myself. So it was time to distance myself from all of it. And the problem was, was that the podcast was kind of the only thing I had going on in my life that brought me any joy. And, and I realize in, in reading this off of the page how messed up that is uh, to say. But my entire identity was wrapped up in this thing. And it was going to take time. But first I had to leave behind the people who were hurting me the most. And in order to do that, I had to get stronger. I didn't have enough confidence to do it whenever I came to this realization. 
I had to try my best to fix other parts of me first. I had to make a plan to get out. And that leads us to the third song on the album, Change. On this song, Nate talks about how difficult change actually is. How easy it is to shift back into old patterns because they're comfortable. Even if they're miserable, they're comfortable. It's, it's so much easier to keep doing the same thing that you've always done instead of push yourself to make a change or to do anything different. It, it can be comfortable to be miserable. And I personally think he wrote this song as his own reminder that no matter how painful the changes are, that it's necessary. And it's the only way he was going to be able to move past his issues. And I got to say, I've listened to this song almost every day since November of last year. It's hard to believe it's been a year already because that was the month that I stopped drinking. I need a moment of silence. I don't like change, but I'll try it. I don't want to hear what I should or I shouldn't do. Why are they always defiant? See, all my emotions are liars. All my emotions are violent. They don't want freedom to find me. Mention and name and everybody riots. That's why I'm checking my vitals. They keep on working, but I know. Breathing don't mean you're alive, so. I bag up all of my trash and walk out on my tightrope. Positive thoughts are my rivals. I'm trying to be on their side, though. Should I feel comfortable? I don't. Last year I felt suicidal. This year I might do something different like talking to You all know this story, but I love telling it anyway. In March, I got my weight under control. A couple of months later, I took a break from the podcast for a month to kind of get out of the grind of it and really truly clear my head. And in that time I got promoted at work and I spent more time with my wife and my kids. And I started building back my self-confidence, the personal self-confidence separate from the confidence boost I got from doing a podcast. And I was finally at a point where I didn't have to use the thing that I was doing as a shield from the rest of my life that I was unhappy with. So instead of sitting around and being sad that my life wouldn't improve, I fixed the one thing that made it possible for me to truly embrace my creativity. I rebuilt myself. And only after making those hard and sometimes painful changes was I able to return, but to return on my own terms. Then I came back to everything, but it was different now because I was no longer solely relying on the podcast as the base of my self-confidence. I was able to find those small and intangible things that come with living a full life. I had shifted to a new foundation, a stronger one. And that leads to the final song I'm going to talk about on this episode, and that song is Returns. Returns is an absolute triumph of a song, and it's my favorite NF song of all time. It's an over-the-top and egocentric rant as Nate pushes back against all of the negative forces in his life instead of letting them continue to walk all over him. And it's another song that I've listened to nearly every day for a year. It's a song that gives me confidence and reinforces the choices that I've made, and it stands in stark opposition to those people in my life who never cared about me as a person, but only cared about what I could do for them. I just mop the floors with them cheese. I can't stop until things are clean. I'm in amateurs, what you think? So you stand there in disbelief till I dislocate both your feet. That's what happens, you step to me. Not too graphic, but not PG. Lots of action in every scene. I'm kidnapping all of your dreams. Hold them hostage and watch them scream. Grab a side, I aim and I advertise. Don't matter, you put it, we live. 
live, then we have to die. You might hate it, but you can't deny. See, everything that I've been doing got me looking like a mastermind. It's so game, but I vandalize it. I do what you're fantasizing. Took a vision of my dreams and I find a better way that I can make it. I've been looking, think I'm really about to maximize it. This song gave me the confidence to leave those people behind and take my newer and stronger foundation triumphantly into the future where I no longer have to have any limits. And I can use this platform to actually help other people in similar situations. So in listening to an episode like this, I hope that if you have dealt with situations like this before, or you're currently going through a situation like this, I hope, number one, that you feel heard. And I want you to know that you do have value. And even though sometimes that can be hard to keep in perspective, I want you to continue to search for it until you find it. What I can see if you're not playing my CD, no expiring. I'll decide when I think it's my time to leave. Yeah, cause it won't retire me, it inspires me to be inspiring. When I'm low, I feel like I'm spiraling. Pushing forward, look, I can't ignore it. There ain't no I in team, but drop the TNA. Sometimes if I'm being honest, feels like it's only me. No defeat, no to bleed, but I have it right if you're quoting me. Write my name on your hit list, it might be the last time you wrote something. Rip that cocky smile right off your face for thinking you're close to me. Grab a can of gas. Light it all over your self-esteem selfishly watching your helplessly pretend you're on my planet shoot you Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of DFT's Dungeon. In case you didn't know, my name is Daniel Terry. And this was episode 17 out of 20 episodes of season one of the podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more like it, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on whatever your favorite podcast listening app is. And uh, you guys can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. I'll have links in the show notes that'll take you to all those places. And um, guys, if you want to hang out or talk or just or just BS and, and, and shoot the breeze or whatever, make sure to sign up for our Discord server. We have a lot of cool folks in there. We love to talk. We love to share memes. We love to talk about real stuff in there and uh it's just a really really fun community over there on discord and that coincidentally is also the easiest way to get a hold of me directly Uh, i am on social media sometimes but i may not check the podcast email or go on social media more than once or twice a week but uh if you guys want to get a hold of me right away discord is the way to do it i just want to thank all of you guys too that have supported me on patreon that's been very 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 helpful uh as we go into the holiday season And uh, I just want to thank my Patreon subscribers. And you guys are Lance Allgood, Alexander, Micah Rosenbarger, Kyle Stratton, and Lost Fiction. Thank you guys so much for all that you guys do. And uh, hope to see you guys on Discord soon. If I don't, that's okay too. I'll see you here next week. We got three episodes to go before the season is over. Yeah. Showing up for trying to show me love. Why you look confused like you don't really know what's up? Yeah. Why you always trying to judge? I know who you are. Yeah. Why you trying to trying to front? Yeah. I am not the man I was. Look. Hey. Made me-